black bands, it's black fancy, black bag full of old white men. It's a whole queen with your whole mat hand. Would you show me a little Hello, hello, and welcome back to Tea with a Slice of Shade. It's Tea with a Slice of Shade. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> This is the girl, Knife Fizzle. If you're na- oh, is that my thing? Knife Fizzle, if you're nasty, that's it. Here we go. Sorry, I completely forgot. <laughs> it's Zibs, live in the flesh, raw, uncut, and we got a guest. Hey, today we are back. She is back. She we is back. Requested. We were requested Boy. to be <laughs> the one, the only, Nella. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, hi guys. <laughs> Tell us about yourself, introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Nello, I'm Naya's favourite sister. And um, yeah, I'm a student and I I study like a sociology topic, so I know quite a bit about the topics that Naya and Zaina um, discuss on their podcast. So I thought, An intellectual babe. <laughs> Yes. I tell you guys, we tell you guys every and time, only born girls with range, yeah? People with range, yeah? Listen, <laughs> and today is going to be a juicy one. We have literally, you know, like guys, it's our 50th episode. Like we had to do it big. Like we had to bring on Nello. Exactly. We had to talk about colorism. Like you see the title, you know why you're here. Yeah. Like, come on, like guys, this is a big one. This is a big one. Like, oh, I'm not even ready. Are you guys ready? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I was born ready. Let's get into it. We haven't even got time to waste. You know. Okay. So, guys, the point of this episode was really to be, like, colorism 101. To make yeah. it, to take the big topic of what it is, what colorism is, and just make it digestible to everyone. So we can understand what it is and really start to do the groundwork to really combat it within the black community or within whatever community that you find colorism within. Because like what we'll talk about later on, it's in so, it's in so many different facets. It's in South Asia, it's in Brazil, in it's the in Caribbean, like, everywhere. It's everywhere. So yeah. yeah, and this is, um, sorry, not to cut you off, this is an honest and open conversation, like, what we're yeah. trying to do here is just start a conversation which actually educates people and provides yeah. another another perspective into something that maybe they haven't thought about before, because personally, for me, I feel like the way that colorism has especially been discussed on social media, specifically Twitter, and, you know, a couple of BBC News articles, um, I don't feel like they have gone, given, they haven't gone in it's not provided me with enough enough depth. I feel like if you yeah. genuinely don't really understand colorism, it's not going to help you in the way that you need. And we need we need yeah. solutions. We don't need problems. Yeah. We need solutions. So that's what we're 100%. here to do. Hundred percent. So I think we should start with the basics. So like, yeah. how would we define colorism? What would you guys say? Because I don't know if we all have the same definition. Mm-hmm. Nella, do you want to go first? Yeah. Um, well, according to Wikipedia, uh, we well, don't quote Wikipedia, sis. We don't even do that here. No, I'm playing. Um, <laughs> you don't hear me properly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're good. So, according no, according to me, I would say that colorism is discrimination is discrimination towards people of a darker skin tone as opposed to a lighter skin tone. That's usually um, intra-racial. Mm-hmm. Um, so like within one race, but it yeah. can be 
it's a global phenomenon in terms of anti-blackness but within communities it's usually like the lives of it's usually everyone perpetuating discrimination towards the darkest skinned people in a particular mm. community yeah i completely agree with la um Girl. that's how i've always just defined it as well colorism um the prejudice or discrimination against darker skinned women um within a race um based off of their skin tone as well and obviously yeah. lighter skin and also further within that just lighter skinned women having a preferential treatment because of their skin mm-hmm. um because of their skin complexion as well mm. what about you naya do you know what like i don't really feel like there's much i need to add <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, i'll cover it um yeah. so but then i would like to say to that though that because of that like this doesn't mean that it works the other way around so because of the society that we live in, well, this is my view anyway, because, <laughs> because of the society that we live in and the way that things have been shaped, I don't feel like there is like, when we talk about colorism, there that can happen, for example, to lighter skinned women, whereas oh, lighter yeah. skinned women are now being basically the other way around. Do you, go, wait, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like reverse <laughs> colorism. I don't know. It doesn't work like how people like to say reverse racism. Is a yeah, like reverse colorism. Like, I don't think that's a thing. So I just want to start with that because I feel like, yeah, no, because as much (laughs) as you, as much as you may feel as though, because, so let's just take the example of like black, black women and black people, like a hundred percent, like lighter skin women, you may be facing adversities. Obviously we're all black, but I feel like that is something else. It's not like reverse colorism. Like we can't be creating new terms Mm. for like, facilitate how someone like how an individual was feeling so for me I feel like if anyone because I've been asked this before so I just want to clear that up really yeah yeah I've been asked if um people like if reverse reverse colorism is a thing like if prejudice prejudice against you know lighter skinned women men um (laughs) is a thing like if there's a word for that I shouldn't laugh that is actually so funny um no people think this that is absolutely wild to me like I understand that maybe being light-skinned is a little bit I understand that maybe being light-skinned is a little bit hard but it's a lot fucking harder to be dark <laughs> like, like I'm so sorry that to me is just whoever said that I'm sorry you're stupid you don't have range because it's, it's not a thing it's not hard to be light-skinned it really isn't <laughs> and that's just that but that's the thing though it's not a case of it not be it's not a case of it not being hard because it is hard like it might not be as hard as it is to be would you say it's difficult like, like, so for yeah. example because you you would would you identify as a lighter skinned black difficult. woman or, how, how would you identify yourself actually that's a better question mm, as black i don't believe <laughs> i feel like by putting in light skinned and dark skin for just for me, the context of this episode like just we have a bit more context pardon I don't like I don't so I, like I'm not gonna answer that because okay. realistically it depends mm-hmm. how you see yourself like I see myself as black I could go when I go to Dominica mm-hmm. I'm dark skin when I'm here I'm not okay. so it's in Nigeria like it depends okay, on where so, you're at like you okay, can't really answer not. to that yeah for me, personally. but that's an answer pardon it's that's not an, an answer, answer because it there's it's not a, it the answer yeah. changes that's depending on location yeah, so that's like, the answer. Then it changes sometimes. Oh, but it's like not. A, it's not. An, it's not. A, it's not. A, oh, I think I'm this. Or I think I'm that. Though. 
Yeah, but that's, that's what Naya's looking for. Oh, okay. But that, I think that's an acceptable point. And I think it's important for the Yeah, yeah. That's just where I'm at. <laughs> like, I can't, she said for the purpose of this episode, what would I say? And I just, I can't, I can't. I, I identify as black. <laughs> Based on locations when things change for you. Is that, that's, that's. Um, I wouldn't say things change for me. No, I feel like things change now, for How other people, people receive you? As I said before, like, I feel like I don't. Not, I don't feel like I'm received. I don't, I don't know, but I would just, I'm just saying in the terms of when I was in, when I'm in dominant, like when I'm in certain places, I'm viewed as darker, like, and I know that, and so other places I'm viewed as lighter because there might okay, be so how in the UK, like, let's discuss it within the context of the UK. Of what is light and dark. I don't know. Okay. I don't have the answer for you, Naya. No, like, I genuinely don't. Like, me and you have spoken about this before because I, I I'm I don't have an answer. I feel like everyone's perception. Some people I know you they don't they don't consider mm. certain people I know as dark skin or they don't consider them as light skin. Like, yeah. All right. So okay. I, think so I guess myself in the context of this episode, I'm going to identify myself as a dark skin black woman, just so that we have context and people can understand the different maybe angles that we're coming from when it comes to this. Um, this because I some people uh, do you know that, like I know a lot of people wouldn't consider like. People in my family don't consider me a mm. how you would consider me a light skinned black woman. Like I've been, if I if I was to say that in certain places, people would look at me like, no, you're not. Like, so it's like I don't. <laughs> do you know what I'm trying to say? I, I don't know what to say to you. I know no, I, want I actually context. get where you're coming from. saying now, I think it's yeah. because I I because you know like um, there's this thing in America where they say brown skin. Yeah, yeah, I just feel like I'm brown. Like, we're all brown. Like, we're black. Like, I don't know. Okay, no, I didn't mean we're all brown. I meant like, brown <laughs> skin. Like, it's a, it's, a it's, a, it's a small category between light skin and dark skin. And to use, like, Fenty for an example, it would be people that are around, like, 370 to, like, 400. It's, like, a very small category of people, and it usually only applies to women. So mm-hmm. that may be... Yeah. And for women, anyway, like regardless of um, where we are, especially when you're in that category, a lot of people find it difficult to say, eh, is she light skin? Is she dark skin? That's probably mm-hmm. why your experience has been different depending yeah. on where you are, because you're in that kind of like, you're close to that in between period where it's like, eh, I can't really tell. And yeah. then like you're, you don't have ambiguous features where it's like, oh, you're mixed. So it's like, eh, maybe she's light skin, maybe she's brown skin. Like, even within America, and that's the thing as well. Say, bone, <laughs> That's the thing as well. I feel like with the light skin thing, I've always associated that with mixed race people. So I've mm-hmm. never felt comfortable with saying that, oh, I'm light skin. And then I've never felt comfortable saying as well that I'm dark skin because me and you don't look. The same shade at all. Like, yeah. wait, I'm not like. Contour like shade. <laughs> 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 like could I could you imagine me putting on your foundation right now you would not that's a whole black face that is a whole black, black people do black face though mm, I, don't, I don't know I think I skin black people can do black face do you think is that a thing but you're black I think so you I think I? the term black face it's evolving now because of oh. colorism is now more obvious and then yeah. clear like um there's a clear uh, underclass and like there's like a hierarchy within black people 
So mm. I don't. I think it's redundant to say like light skinned people can't do blackface because it's like kind of saying oh they're not that harmful. Like Beyonce did blackface in that film Dreamgirls. Wait, Beyonce did blackface in Dreamgirls. Yeah, for it was like mm. a photo shoot montage. So like one of the photo shoots, she was literally in blackface. Oh, oh my god, I did not know that. But then it's, I I don't personally I don't know how do you decide what is blackface or what is not blackface. Yeah, but then I one think thing. On the intention, sorry. I think it just depends on the intention because I remember back in like I think like last year there was a girl on Instagram who took pictures when she had like a really really dark foundation on just and like her delivery was oh she was trying to uplift darker skin. I don't know what you're saying. Do you know what I'm talking about? Because you're laughing, so I'm seeing that like you know what I'm on about. Yeah. yeah. What are you talking about? Right, now you might have a bit more insight to it than I. Do. Wait, I think I know what you're talking about. Did she use like a, a lighter model for it and make her dark? yes or she did it to herself i think she no, was it like makeup though no yes it was makeup she had dark skin and then she just put like no she was light skin and she just put darker skin darker foundation on yeah and um makeup artist yeah yeah, she was a makeup artist and she took a picture on instagram and everyone was sort of outraged like why would you do this and (laughs) and um she basically came up with the reasoning of i was trying to uplift dark skinned women and i think for myself this is why i believe that people that are within the black community whether you're can do blackface because even though her hint her intent was pure it was unnecessary like (laughs) paint yourself as dark-skinned uplift darker-skinned women you could just find a darker-skinned woman and paint her face and up do you know what i mean like it's just unnecessary so i I do believe that darker-skinned light-skinned women can participate in blackface just because it's it's kind of goes back to what I said. What I said in the mixed dish episode, like you just you're just taking up space. Do you know what I mean? Like by you painting yourself as darker, you're just taking up space that could have been used for a darker skinned actual model. Do you know what I mean? So uh, I do believe that they can facilitate blackface. So and yeah. blackface even stems like the where blackface like is even comes from. For me, I find it so problematic because it's when you know in the like the theater days where black white people wouldn't cast black people so they would dress up as black people instead of hiring black people exactly so point and case like you're literally doing what blackface was made to do literally literally i've got my first question here that i just wanted to just ask you guys because for me i felt like obviously growing up within our you know we've all we've well we're all from nigeria we've all got like african in us and yeah. sometimes I've especially when it comes to like bleaching creams for example I've seen a couple of my aunties that are older using it because they felt as though you know I need to be lighter and whatever yeah. so I just wanted to know like if you guys have ever received any comments from family members or <laughs> maybe not even direct family members but you know when you just go to Nigeria and you just meet people who are aunties but you don't know them like yeah. have they has anyone ever made any comments about your skin complexion like just growing up Go for it, Nello. No? Nella, so go for it, Nello. Oh, Nello. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought you said no. Um, no one's made any comments about my skin, like, mm. like from Nigeria, which now that you brought that up, I find that quite interesting because I I actually forget. You know when you hear stories of people saying, oh, my aunt gave me bleaching paper, my mum gave me bleaching mm-hmm. paper, I started bleaching. That's never happened to, to me. Um... But I do remember, like, on multiple occasions, I go I go to an aunt's house and I see, like, bleaching cream there. Yeah. Oh, I remember aunt. my um my cousins, they came to stay with us and they brought the housekeeper with them. 
and then um in one of her in her bag she just brought it out like she just had it paralyzed you know paralyzed <laughs> <laughs> I have a very good story about Caroline. Stop it. What? Let me, um, let me, let me answer your question first. Oh, yes. Yeah. No. yeah, sorry. So for myself, I don't believe that I've ever experienced colorism from my own family members. Just because everyone in my family is like the same shade. Apart from my right. cousins, they are a bit lighter, but everyone is pretty much the same shade. The only real experience I've had with like self-hate was almost with my older sister who did sorry, Nidhi, I'm going to bait you out here, who uh, actually did try bleaching cream for a season and um, for a short period in time. And I remember like just being so confused because, A, the shit stank. Sorry, bleaching cream fucking stinks. Okay. Is it? I'm never smelling, you know. It smells like ass. Okay, it's disgusting. Really? Yeah, and she would mix it with like her um, lotion. Okay. Literally like about almost 10 years ago. Like she hasn't done it ever since. But um. When I was seeing that, when she was doing that, I remember I had a housekeeper. Her name was, um, I'm not saying her name. My other housekeeper <laughs> saw my sister do this. And she was like, oh my God, like, what do you use? Da, 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 da. And like, she was so excited for her that she went and bought it for herself. And then oh. to this day, she still, she still bleaches her skin. So it's like, she was almost, when she saw my sister do that, she was like mesmerized almost. You know what I mean? Like, like she saw it as something to crave. When I saw her do that, I saw it as like, why would you do this to your skin? Like your skin is so beautiful and like chocolatey and like warm. Like, why would you like, why? Would, I, I just couldn't comprehend that. And obviously I was at a very impressionable age where everything my sister did, I would always copy. Like everything she wore, I would copy. Her glasses, I would copy. Her makeup, I would, I would copy everything. But when it came to that, I was like, yeah, this is where I draw the line. <laughs> Don't copy this one because it's not. I don't. I don't believe. Um, yeah, I didn't believe it to be a positive thing. So I think from a very young age, I've always been aware of my blackness and and very proud of it. So yeah. that's why I'm very very protective of my blackness. Yeah, that's good though. Not everyone is like that. Like I've had. Um, so my experience with Carolite was. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, but my mum and I were really used to. We used to go to these things growing up called like Afro Hair and Beauty Live. It was I've like a yeah, so it's like a big exhibition where you've got like all the people, like hairstylists, makeup, makeup artists, just celebrating like African and Caribbean like hair beauty. So there's like it's just amazing. So obviously, as we're walking around, it's kind of like in Excel. So there's like different stalls and stands and whatever. So you see like sheer moisture, African pride, like ORS, like it's amazing. They're giving freebies, so we're loving it. Then in the <laughs> back back corner, as we're walking around, we see a Caro light stand. Oh. My mum was fuming. <laughs> she went. She went straight to the um wherever the manager or whoever was in charge, you know how they have like a room for all the people that are in charge. She went straight there. She knocked on the door. She was like, how dare you have a, ble- a bleach light, like a, like a skin lightening, like bleaching cream here when we're here trying to celebrate like blackness and our beauty. And you've got like this whole stand here and people were buying it. Don't get interested. People were buying it. But exactly. And my mum was like, how could you guys do it? Like, this is absolutely disgusting. Like, do you guys have no shame? And obviously as a black woman who like created the whole thing and she was like, oh, you know, we didn't know. They advertised themselves as like cream. Like they did basically the way they advertise themselves. 
yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. So my mom was like, regardless, that is just not good enough. Like you guys should, this is your event. You should be double checking to make sure. Like when they came and pulled up and when they sent you over, you know, what they were doing here, you guys should have known. Like how can Caro light? Like, hello? <laughs> but it just shows as well like people don't have a problem for me to me I don't feel like she had a genuine problem with it because I don't feel like there's any way you can put up a vent and not know that that product is going to be there I think that's ridiculous you have done your research you knew you You knew knew. 100% and it's the same time like every time I go to PAX and I see the products I'm like oh this is disgusting but it's even worse because these products aren't just made by the Caro Lights. They're made by L'Oreal. They're made by Nivea all over the world. It's mm-hmm. a, When I looked online today, it's a $22 billion industry, skin lightening. Wow. $22 billion. And L'Oreal profits the most. Of course, well, L'Oreal's the largest um, beauty brand in the world. So but the look- joke is the products that they're making, but they're smart with it. So the L'Oreal products that they're making here that we see in Boots, they're not selling us the skin lightening ones. But when you go to Dubai and India... They're there on the shelf for people to grab. That's terrible. That's terrible. But I think that you can't get them here, mainly because of maybe the ingredients. I don't think the ingredients are legal. Are they? Yeah. Um, hydroquinone above 2% is a prescription. So most common used bleaching agent is hydroquinone. And um, the most, the highest limit that you can get without the prescription, I think is 2% in this country. If it's mm. above that, you have to have a prescription. But um, yeah, some countries have like said, have advised against it because of links to cancer in a, uh, in a study on rats. But, um, yeah, I feel like that's why you won't find it here, and also it just won't sell. Honestly, that's the thing as well, though. As much as you won't find it here, you can still purchase it, and these products mm-hmm. are still available. And but it just should... at, the, at the hair shop. Yeah, you Car- can get it at the hair shop. Yeah, I've seen. I've it. seen Caro Light packs. <laughs> yeah. <Nice. laughs> I've seen all of them. There's a whole section. It's terrible. It's actually terrible. That <laughs> is disgusting. It so is it's disgusting. kind of just into, like the concept of like self hate almost. Do you know what I mean? But do you I think a... it's self hate? No, I think it's self self harm. Yeah, I think bleaching. Is how would you harm yourself unless you hate yourself? Pardon? I don't think it's self hate. I think they they believe that being. I think it's it's. I don't know if I want to say conditioning or like the perception that being a lighter, being lighter will. I don't know. That's, it's not, that's basically saying what well, that's self hate, babe. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's I don't think it's hating. Self-hate. I don't think it's hating yourself though. You might, no, for you to want to change a part of your body, a part of the body that's natural to you, you must dislike it. Why would I change something that I like? I'm not going to change something that I enjoy. Does that does that even make sense? True. <laughs> I feel like when it comes to bleaching, it needs to be like a sensitive conversation like we're having right now because um, obviously there's so, there's so many there's evidence to show that people with lighter skin generally do have better outcomes in life. Like yeah. there are exceptions to the rule, but there yeah. is a rule. So when it comes to bleaching, I, I changed my perception to like being angry at people doing it to now coming from a point of understanding. Okay. Yeah. Like, it makes sense why someone in Jamaica would want to bleach their skin because, like, mm-hmm. in places like yeah. that, it can mean a job. You're too dark, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's what I was to go into. So, about because so, Zainab spoke said earlier, like, in different countries, she's viewed differently as with her skin complexion. So, I kind of wanted to discuss a bit more about like colorism on a global spectrum. So, yeah. from like 
and we all like sort of research different examples so um mm-hmm. Zainab do you want to go in with your example first yeah so I was just reading an article um basically about colorism in India mm-hmm. and in India from what I've seen and from my research it's just obviously the same thing a lot of people in India are using um skin lightening treatments bleaching creams like it's very much normal um, yes. it's encouraged by family members as well especially where um arranged marriages um do happen um within india obviously not everywhere but some cultures still some pl- some communities still obviously that happens and a lot of women are even being forced to you know buy bleaching products because there's a fear that they won't get married so a lot of yeah. young women are scared that you know they're <coughs> sorry that they won't be married and they won't be able to find a husband because of their skin complexion growing up in schools even hearing things like oh you're so african like why are you so dark are you african so there's even that like racist yeah. element as well in it because it's like the association of being dark and african and it's just crazy over there like it's it's just normal it's not a thing like the way we speak about it it's like how you literally walk into your boots and you can buy it. It's not a thing. No one's going to judge you for it. But that's the thing. I feel like it's years and years and years of culture, tradition, being fed and taught that, you know, this is the way to look. And especially when it comes to Bollywood and the actresses, yeah, yeah. you know, a lot of the actresses tend to be i wanted to touch on that actually i was watching a um bbc3 little colorism thing this morning and one of the girls actually was talking about how she was watching a bollywood film and in the bollywood film all the backup dancers were white women white women with blonde hair in a bollywood film i said what (laughs) because they are they they literally hate like they do not like like dark, like dark skin is just like no. Like it's literally a big, it's, it's a big thing. thing. Yeah, it's. I think it's associated with. Um, for me, I feel like it's just because. Um, I feel like it's because of racism. I feel like they just don't want the association with Africa. Yeah, and I feel like in India it goes a bit deeper because India they yeah. have like the strata systems as well. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and they have. I think they almost have the. I remember speaking to someone that was from not just India, but like the Asia, the South, South Asia, sort of that. Kind to be of fair, thing. it is quite common in Asia because even when you look at China. Yeah, China, Korea, like to be honest, Asia in general. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, they said something there. like, yeah, they basically said that the people that are darker, they are viewed as working out in the field, that they're viewed as like the lower end of society because of yeah. they're outside in the field. That's why they're getting dark. Do you get? Yeah. So, so they've associated darkness with poverty. Yeah. Therefore, when you're dark, you have to. There's a, there's like a there's only a certain level of of success you can attain. So um, yeah, I just found that so interesting. I think I was in like in the Philippines or something around something like that around those areas. But I think that rule kind of applies to different countries in general. I don't yeah. think it's for one space. But Nella, do you have anything? Do you have any countries that you sort of looked at? Um, I looked mainly into Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Didn't you? Yeah. Um, not really on colorism, but just mm-hmm. on Nigeria as a country. Oh my god, I found a really good statistic on Nigeria. I hope you've got oh, it. Oh, say it, say it, say it. In Nigeria, seventy-seven percent of the country's women use skin lightening agents. Yeah, oh. Nigeria is the bleach capital of Africa. Yeah. Wow. 
yeah, I actually knew that. I did, I did, I actually studied that. I don't know why I forgot that. that. What do you guys think about that? What do you think, Nello? Disgusting. Think... Bleach capital. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense, though, because Nigerians are so colourist. Like, they yeah. are to the day still make jokes saying, oh, Ghanaians are so dark, Kenyans are so dark, yeah. but most Nigerians are dark as well. This is the this is mm-hmm. the business is beyond me. Most Africans are dark-skinned, so this idea that you can throw shade at another African group as if you're not the same colour, if not darker than them. Guy, listen, yeah, oh my God. Nello, do you remember the wedding you went to in France? <gasps> oh, what? I feel like I'm missing something. <laughs> guys, okay, guys. So we're at a wedding in France, right? The MC has got the mic. He's talking his shit. So he must... Oh, what did he even say? I can't even remember. Oh, I remember. I remember. I remember. So he says, everybody um, turn to the person, turn to the light-skinned person on the table and then tell them, you are the light of my world. Mm? And then he said, everyone turn to the dark-skinned person on the table and tell them, let there be light. Uh-uh. Bro. Bro, when I, I, tell you, even, I don't think anyone laughed. <laughs> Everyone was like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Why did he say that? He thought it was a hit. Yeah. Yeah. That isn't. And one thing I just want to say as well is like, the, like people don't understand. Like bleaching is dangerous, guys. I just want to put that out there. It is so yeah. harmful to your skin. It can cause cancer. It's like, you had the ingredient that Nello said. It's not even legal here, okay? There's reasons for this. Like, you're not meant to be changing the colour. Like, guys, I don't even know what to say. I don't no, even know what I could say right. to someone that's listening to this, like, to convince you to just not do this. But, like... You know what it is? Like, I hear what you're saying. But like Nello said earlier, like, bleaching, it it goes so much deeper than just beauty standards. Yeah. It, it's survival. Like, survival opportunity marriage marital status societal status like it's connected to so many different things so it's not even about us telling black women to stop this it's understanding the structures that are forcing them to go into this kind of thing do you know what i mean it's breaking those structures first because i can't tell someone to love themselves if the whole world don't love them do you know what i mean like you can't exactly you can't love yourself out of a process. That's the like, thing, have, though. These people can't. We can't. That's the thing, though. As much as that is the case, I, I have to give. I have to force this love somehow because I don't really know when these structures are gonna fall. If I'm being honest, and we can't wait around. It's very true. But like, what would you guys even? To be honest, let's think of solutions. What would you guys say needs to be done to break down the like the institutional not institutional racism because that's a big big fucking topic, but to break down. The, the 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 system that leads people into bleaching that leads people to have colorism anti black um ideals within them like how do we break down those um those barriers those walls sorry um I can't really speak for a country like the southern like, countries in the southern hemisphere because there it's more it's very much based on survival but I feel yeah. like in the northern hemisphere where black people are a minority in most of these countries. We should, we could, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm not there, can I? Yeah, this is a very <laughs> I think, serious I think question. media representation is important. 100%. Yeah. Because what we're seeing right now is a mixed lash from black people saying, we want more black people on screen. They gave us black men and mixed women and Keaton Yongo. So there's so yeah. much work to be done in the area of media representation. 
obviously it mm. helped. Um, and also, like, and not just token representation, actual representation. And that means not, um, like, we always say this on our podcast, but not putting black people as, like, um, in, like, black, typical black storylines. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, having just a black coming-of-age film, having just, a, a, do you know what I mean? A black girl that just falls in love and just happens to be black. You know what I mean? Like, not putting the emphasis on the colour, but just having black women in different spaces. And I'll get okay. back to it. Um, I wanted to <laughs> just touch, like, on what Nello said. I think definitely part of the solution is 120% more representation. And when I say representation, I genuinely mean it. Um, I was reading yeah. this article um, by Yomi Adegoke. She's the one... That, oh, yeah. yeah, she has a really amazing book um, out. And they actually just released the poetry version of it um i'll put the link in the just description but long story mm. short she didn't she spoke about something and i just want to read a bit of what she said um it was an it. interview with the guardian and she was like from the overrepresentation of lighter skinned actresses in hollywood to the near invisibility of dark-skinned female musicians dark skin is quietly um degenerated outside our communities too so it's no coincidence that several historic firsts from the black community were achieved by mixed race or fairer yeah. individuals. For example, mm-hmm. Barack Obama, first black president yep. of the US. Um, Halle Berry, the first black woman to become the face of a non-ethic cosmetics brand. Like a lot of things that we celebrate, even it's as black like, people. Going back to, what's her name? Um, the, the bus girl, Montgomery bus. Rosa, Rosa Parks. Rosa. Yeah, even go back to Rosa Parks. Yeah. Like, hello, before her. There were people before her and that I think that is why I feel like an increased representation as Nello said is so important because a lot of the Mm -hmm. things that we even celebrate as black people as firsts as much as you know these people have black in them they don't truly represent our communities they don't truly represent you know the dark skin like as much as you know Barack Obama he's an amazing person or to be honest I don't agree with all of his policies but he was Mm. amazing you know for the black community we we very much took him as yes the first black president but it's like actually let's just wait for a second if Barack Obama was well in fact how I define black would he really be in the position where he's at? I don't think so. Because if he was a shade darker, he wouldn't be there. It's because of, you know, him being the acceptable black that he is in the position where he's at. And I feel like that is a conversation that we need to actually have and be honest and open about because it's not, I feel like people are taking what Naira is saying, especially just that as, you know, we don't love black people or mixed race people aren't black or they're not part of us. It's like, no, I can understand that, you know, he does represent our community, but he doesn't represent all of our community. And he doesn't yeah. he doesn't represent the dark skinned people. He's mixed race. He no, but I don't understand. Is he mixed race? Like is he, he does is. he have a part of this white? white? His mom's Hawaiian. His mom's white. Wait, who's white? Hawaii. But Hawaii what, Hawaii. His mom's a white European. Oh. So who's even black? if she was a white a white Hawaiian, she's still white. Oh she's Her dad is from Kenya. I didn't know that. You know what I found interesting? Because I remember around the time it was happening, that like a lot of news stations would do like mini documentaries and journalist pieces on Barack Obama. And in the UK, a lot of journalists made that a clear point because I feel like here, there was a bit of a... Wait, hold on a minute. He's mixed race. I'll see the first black president. And He's then it was not like, the first oh. black president. I know, but that's how he was... That's how he is like, regarded. That's what painted. 
But that is even, sorry, I feel like that's even kind of problematic because yeah, it is. this is it's adding to the problem. It's adding to but the this problem. Is the thing. When we say that's problematic, we are bitter. Like, I don't understand what, why I'm why I'm mad for saying the fact. <laughs> say that. People don't like facts now. You no, know. like, genuinely, like, <laughs> I feel like people don't under, and I, this isn't even a, an at- attack. Like, this is gen- like genuine. I feel like for me, if someone has two black parents, they are black. If someone doesn't have two black parents, if someone has a black parent and a white parent, I just view it as mixed race. And I don't understand how, oh, I just don't get it. I have a yeah. theory. Go on, baby. So, for mixed race people, people who are black and another race, our other race mm-hmm. is very clear by stating that we do not claim you as fully us. It's only black yeah. people who are expected yeah. to claim the unwanted people from other social groups. It even goes beyond race. We claim poor white people, poor Asian people. We claim... Uh, yeah, it's mainly race and class. We claim all the unwanted people. We're like, okay, you can be, you can partake in our culture. And for a lot of mixed race people, why they're so um, against the idea of identifying as mixed race as opposed to black is because they kind of, not that they have to start all over, but within the black community, they are given a heightened status from birthright. It's just the, yeah. they, they didn't earn it, but they were born with that privilege and then we give it to yeah. them as well. So that's why they're more like, I don't really want to leave the black community because if I leave, now I'm gonna have to drop, like, from my position of, from my position, from my high position in the hierarchy. Yeah. And also, do you know the other day I was having the conversation with one of my friends, actually Evie. She was on. She was on our last couple of. Check it out. Um, we're speaking with her, and I said to her like. The same way a lifetime of black women feeling lesser than, or a lifetime of dark-skinned black women feeling lesser than, feeling um, as if their their features aren't cute, as if their skin isn't beautiful, the same way that has indoctrinated and has impacted their like confidence and their abilities, how would a lifetime of being praised for being lighter impact the subconscious of a lighter-skinned woman 100%. or a mixed woman? You know what I mean? And I think once once we start to look at it from that perspective, I think that's when a lot of light-skinned women and mixed race women start to understand what privilege really and truly means because they have been conditioned their entire life to not think anything other. Do you know what I mean? Like, why, when you're in a privileged position, why would you want to think about people that are un- unprivileged? Because exactly. by the t- by bringing up people that are not privileged and that are under you, that make, but them being under you makes you, lifts you up. Why would you want to take that from underneath you? Why would you want to now become equal to that? Do you know what I'm trying to, am I making sense? Okay. Am I landing? No, you, you are, are, you are. And I feel like one thing I even just want to add with that is like, as someone who is, you know, of a lighter complexion to Naya, I feel like mm-hmm. as well, these concepts aren't very difficult to grasp I feel like if you're in a space within yourself where even if say for example it's me and I'm mixed race I'm not but let's say I am if if you were giving me your viewpoint I would if I am you know as I want to claim black surely I would be able to understand your viewpoint do you get what I mean like I would be able to understand that you know what I can actually see that you were darker than me. I see on the meat. And that's the thing. I feel like a lot of people are, because of the privilege that they have, they're very unwilling to open their eyes. Like, watch yeah. the TV, watch the news, count how many dark-skinned people you see. Watch a, watch a film. Even look at... Watch the video. You know, <laughs> watch a IM, go on IMDb and look at the top 10 movies. Watch an advert, for example. Go outside. Like, you will see these things happening. Like, look at politics. Look at... 
your school teachers like look at what we learned about like I just don't understand how and you know what I don't like is like is like like the question of the original question is is like how do we break down these structures that create colorism that create all these different issues within the black community and the only way we can really break these down is if the people that are privileged and are, and are at the top are aware 100. of their role within it because if you're not aware of your role within it you are just as you're just as guilty as the white man that's making you feel uncomfortable in your own community making you feel uncomfortable for being mixed race of course you know what I'm trying to say? you're just as bad so i think the issue here is People that are privileged, people that are at the top, need to identify what their what their role is within colorism. How they have either perpetuated it, how they have been silenced on it, or how they have silenced other people on it. And once they realize that, they, I'm, sorry, what was that noise? Sorry, go. On. They can start to unlearn that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's how I believe. Like you were right with representation, but I also believe it's on the privilege to take a step back to look in the mirror and to identify how they have added to the ever-going issue. But they're privileged, so they're not going to do that. I know, but this is my plea to them to do that. (laughs) Yeah, that's my thing as well. Like, in terms of how do we break down these structures and things, um, yeah, that's not really going to be something we can do. Like, you can't do that. I can't do that. I genuinely think, like, as much as I don't, want it to be a thing where black people or dark-skinned women are teaching others I genuinely don't feel like I feel like if you're coming from a place of privilege unless you're very unless you have the right people around you I don't feel like you're ever going to engage with that conversation with yourself where you look in the mirror and you're like raw do you know what I mean I just don't feel I don't feel like those conversations are going to happen so for me I feel like it shouldn't be this way, but I genuinely feel like it is down to us. It's down to the people yeah. who do have the range, who are educated, whether the, what, regardless of whether you're dark-skinned, light-skinned, white, black, blue, whatever. I feel like it's for the people who have the range to engage in these conversations with these people because I just can't expect people who... People, like, when you're privileged, you don't care. Like, I can't expect these people to care. It doesn't impact them. Like, it's just, you don't have to, like... I'm hoping that if someone that isn't, you know, isn't a dark-skinned black person or is, you know, mixed race or lighter-skinned or even white is listening to this episode, like, you have a very, very important role in breaking down colorism. Yeah. And that is talking about it. That is uplifting your darker-skinned women like that are around you. That is checking people around you that say anti-black statements. That is literally checking them, and, you know? do you know what it is? Sorry, I've just deeped what it is. It goes back to what you guys were just saying. It's about whatever it is that we do it's about making sure that everyone's voice is heard so whether yeah. you work in marketing if you've got the opportunity to cast a dark-skinned woman do it do you know what i mean it's about making those little changes like if you're writing a book whatever whatever it is that you're doing even as a teacher whatever it is in your field making sure that dark-skinned women voice like black people are heard yeah. like we are represented like we are fully represented the same way that white people are like we exist and it's about making that very clear I feel like if you aren't doing that within every aspect of what you do or just mm. little things I feel like you are against you are against us that's how I see it you are against us because there's no reason why you can't do that 100% I've had to unfollow bare people on Instagram because you're racist. <gasps> like, mm-hmm. you don't even know it. Like, I have to, this I have to unfollow people. This even leads account. me to my next question. Um, so, guys, just for you guys. Before we, before we go on to the next question, oh, yeah. Nella, did you have something to add? Oh, sorry. Um, no, no, no. 
Okay. Yeah, cool. this is my next question just for you guys. Um, in terms of the topic of colorism, mm-hmm. have you ever <laughs> tried to speak about this to maybe a white person and what was their stance on trying to obviously like in terms of I feel like white people kind of not like they add but like they kind of add so in terms of having a conversation like has it been easy ah no do you want to go first this is um, with white people no, because you go I feel first. As though, yeah I have I the only reason I say that is because I don't want to put it all on them but I feel like the society we live in like obviously white privilege you guys benefit I mean I'm not gonna sit here and act like you don't and realistically I feel like as we're here talking we're like yeah we should be having the conversations these are the people that should be making the moves but it's like we know what we need to do have we actually tried to speak to someone about it that's the only reason I'm asking do you know what like I will never go out of my way to speak to a white person about race. Really? Unless it's a topic that is like, unless it's like they've said something that's a bit problematic or in a scenario where something has happened. Okay, for so example, given, like, has that happened? Yeah, of course. Um, for example, like our last our, our mixed dish episode. Oh, yeah. Dish, like, yeah. What about so, you, Nele? Um, yeah. I've never really spoken to white people about this. But what about mixed people, lighter skinned people, maybe? Um, I feel like when here's the thing, most of my friends are black, and then I have like a couple mixed friends, and I have like Asian friends. Pardon? Is this intentional? If you don't mind me asking, is it intentional? Um, because like is a so Ivy, for example, was on our last episode. She was like, oh, like she just unfollowed like people that are skinny. Like if you're not my friend and you're what, like it's just like I don't know. That's oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, okay. In terms of the degree to how close we are, that's intentional. But our friendship, okay. I don't think it was like, okay, you're Asian, I'll be friends with you. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I feel like when I've discussed it, mainly with um black guys, it's definitely been like a they just try to silence the conversation. And yeah. Could you why, give an example? What do you mean? Um, I remember once I was talking about it with my brother and Naya oh, in the in our kitchen one day and I won't say what the actual topic was but it was basically about nightclub culture and okay. colorism during the nighttime economy and how a lot of um nightclubs and bars and you know stuff like that they reject dark-skinned women like they just don't let them into the club because they're dark-skinned and uh, my brother was like oh well, oh wait and then Naya was like oh even when I get into the club the way I'm treated is like as if I'm lesser than to my friends who are a lot lighter than me and Junior basically goes um well why do you want attention in a nightclub like those people are trying to hurt yeah. <laughs> like the goalpost keeps on keeps on shifting and it's like you're not under you're not actually attacking the topic you're just finding ways to uh, pull yourself of any responsibility of perpetuating that literally yeah no, I remember. I actually remember that conversation. What did he say? He was like, "Yeah, well, I want attention from people at the clubs. They're all shit anyway." Da, 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 like just all this stuff. And I'm like, "Listen, I don't, it's not, not even that I want attention. It's just I want to be treated the same. Like yeah. I don't want to be. I don't want to go somewhere and feel like I am invisible. Exactly. Like I can tell you so many times. There was a time that I even went to what suck and someone punched me. Do you know what I mean? For unprovoked, unprovoked. There were so many punched. stories of that, and the person that punched her was a black guy. Oh, as a black man. So it's oh. like, these niggas, y'all, y'all niggas trifling. Like, I was so mad that day because I don't know where I was. I don't know where I was that day. I don't, you come. No. Yeah. No, you didn't come that day. No, you weren't, you weren't, 
didn't come out. You, you probably do in your work. Yeah, probably had your masters. Yeah, I don't. But, but I remember hearing that story, and I was really. Do you mind maybe going into that? I know we just kind of said that, but oh, it was I'm a bit. Haven't I spoken about it on the podcast before? Um, I don't, no, I don't know. I mean, new timers might hear a little yeah, story. So I went to. I'm going to bait the club out. It was Cirque. Went to Cirque. <laughs> Cirque. Yeah. <laughs> Carnaby Street. I went there. Um, I've been there. That was the second, my second time there, actually. And there was a table with like three boys on it, and one of the boys was moving to one of my friends. Well, not moving to one of my friends, but like, do you know what? Someone's just making, just is just trying it. So anyway, like the whole night he's been trying it, and I'm like, my friend, if you're going to give him your number, give him your number. And let's move. Do you know what I mean? So we're about to leave the club now. Um, t- two of our friends had gone upstairs. I was with my other friend, waiting for her to like finish talking to this guy. And I just tapped my shoulder like, all right, I'm going to go now because I'm not going to stand here and wait for you to chat. Do you know what I mean? I'm not a dickhead. Mm. So uh, as, I'm le- as I'm going, she was like, okay, I'm coming, coming, coming. And um, she then turns around, leaves the guy and walks off, like walks off in front of me. And then as she walks off in front of me, the guy obviously gets pissed thinking that I'm the reason that she's leaving. And he punches me in the back of my head. And I was like, wait, what? I turn around and he was just like, look, just looking at me like, what? Do you know what I mean? And I told my friend what happened. She was like, what? She goes back and then she hits him. She hits him, which was really nice of her, actually. <laughs> and then, um, then we both um, end up leaving. I tell the bouncers upstairs. Obviously, they don't do anything about it because of these. I think these boys might have played football or something. So they had money to spend at that club. So they were never going to tell them off. Um, next thing you know, as we're outside, the boys then leave the club and they're just there laughing. And I'm just there, like, do you know what? Like, I'm just never going to come back here again. Like, it's... Do you know what? I'm never going to go clubbing in London ever again, period, because these clubs just aren't for us. So, um, yeah, that's what happened. It wasn't great. It wasn't a great experience. <laughs> but I've made... That's the thing as well. It's just so sad to hear stories like that, because for me, I just feel like... I con- We constantly talk time and time again. It's like... I feel like if black men just took the time and the patience to just understand like fully what it means to be black, (laughs) they just wouldn't be treating us like this. I feel like they are our biggest enemies and they could just be our allies. Like if we just worked together, like if they just listened to us instead of dimming what we're trying to say and just silencing us, it would just be such a better place. Like black men, open your eyes, open your eyes. Question I have for Nello because I know Nello knows a lot about this. Oh my god! When it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to black men, give how would you say that they perpetuate colorism or they? That was um, my question as well. <laughs> oh, oh wow, it's quite intense because I know you know a lot about that. Um, I know about it mainly in terms of dating culture. Um, okay, black guys, you know, there's just, there's just like a pop cultural reference that once a black mm-hmm. guy becomes successful date either a lighter skinned woman or a non-black woman who is yeah why is that you don't mind me asking um because they view them as having more social capital but what actually happens is that that woman's social capital is usually dropped because of her association with a black guy (laughs) i'm just saying wow i mean we can see so many examples like we go to south london um there's more mixed race kids who are white and Caribbean than Caribbean kids in the whole of the UK and if you go to areas where there's a lot of Caribbean people you will see a lot of white single moms with three mixed race kids and then either and then a white child and the white child will be the, like the youngest child and you can tell that oh this woman must have like met some Caribbean guy promised her the world left her with three kids and jumped to the next bed okay. that's the shape Caribbean yeah. 
I mean, we can argue with the analysis, but we can't argue with the stats. And that's the fact. We can't argue with the stats. I can't believe that. Do you know what? I'm not surprised. I'm not. You're half Caribbean, aren't you? So, yeah. Would you say agree to that? Would you agree to agree with that statement? Um, not really, in the sense no. that, like, I don't agree that. Well, I feel like Nello was given, obviously, the example of why it might happen in one in some cases. Do you know what I mean? I don't feel like that's necessarily all cases. Um, obviously, Caribbean men, I feel like they like. I feel like all men, men like women in general, and obviously, Caribbean men have sex. I don't know if it's whether I don't know whether the Caribbean men that are having sex with white women have just come from here or they've lived here. Do you know what I mean born and raised? Um, but I know the the culture back home for me anyway. Protection isn't really a thing in terms of like mm. condoms and stuff. I mean, it is a thing. Everyone knows how to practice safe sex, but like I feel like just choose. Yeah, talking like about. Yeah, like, I feel like with Caribbean men, they always just kind of get with the woman. That's their baby mom. Like, you know, it's not a problem to have baby moms or to have a baby mom. That is mad. But then it's the same way, like, in some Nigerian, some Nigerian cultures and some tribes, they have several wives. Like, (laughs) they just have several wives. Yeah, they have several wives. But then I would... For me, I would rather be a baby mom than several wives. It's horrible being a several wives. At least with a baby mom, you know what the hell it is. Several wives, one of four, like, fam, your man is not with you. Like, he doesn't love you at all. Like, there's just no love in that marriage, like, at all. I'm not going to be married to someone. I'd rather have be a baby mom and be married to someone else. I'm not going to be tied down to you. What the fuck? You'd be having sex with three other women and try to come back to my bed? No. No. Fair. Fair enough. No. That's fair enough. <laughs> like I believe. Sorry. Um. Just so we're going. We're going a bit. Going a bit off topic. Yeah. Um. So I believe in regards to like how black men perpetuate colorism. Um. I was watching a video from one of my favorite YouTubers. Her name's Chrissy, and she has so you has a series on colorism, texturism, featurism, all these kind of things. So recommend if you're interested going and looking at that. And um, one thing that she did mention was how in, like, music, in rap culture, especially in hip-hop culture, um, how lighter-skinned women were just favoured over dark-skinned women. Like, and there was a song that Jay-Z actually wrote. And um, he was, like, he called the girl, like, foo-foo girl with your dark-skinned hair. Like, she's, like, giving attitude, all this stuff. So, so like, when it comes to dark-skinned women in um, music videos, in rap culture, they always seemed deemed as... In, in a light that's very negative, they're deemed as like angry, as antisocial, as rude, as bitter, as like, yeah, like they're not, they're not as sexualized and idolized as lighter skinned or mixed race women when it comes to music videos. And obviously these are videos that you're watching and these are people that you look up to as like rappers and, you know, people that made it. So your concept of what it is to make it is to do what they're doing, is to perpetuate what they're rapping about. Do you know what I mean? So, um, so yeah like i think it just it goes back into stuff like music culture as well like what you're internalizing what you're saying because really and truly these um these what they're saying is like a reflection of your behavior do you know what i'm trying to say like even when like like, sorry to go back to the tweets but social media but even when those anti-black tweets came up there were some people that made anti-black tweets in like 2013 or whatever men males and um 
in this day and age, their lifestyle and their behavior is a reflection of those tweets. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I said we spoke about five as well. Like I spoke about my brother, how he made anti-black tweets, and now he's dating a white woman. I'm not. There's nothing. I have nothing against his relationship. I, I, she's a lovely girl, but um, that that is a an example of. Do you know what I mean? Of how you're actually you're actually perpetuating what you said unconsciously. You know, yeah. but then that's a whole other argument. Like, can you still be anyway? Whatever. I think do you know what I think it's just clear that colorism is not an easy topic it's it's very complex do I mean it's not it exists in so many different communities and so many different ways there are so many different things that you know happen but it's about taking a moment to understand and reflect who you are and just recognizing the privilege that you have like as we've always said like we there is we all have a privilege like we genuinely all have a privilege whether that is whether that's like our skin color, whether that's like, you know, what our parents have been able to give us. I don't know, but we all do have a privilege yeah. within us. So I think that when it comes to colorism, it's only right that we should be able to also open up our eyes and recognize that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my, yeah, I've got, I've asked all my questions. Naya, if you had anything else. I feel like we've covered everything. <laughs> I don't feel like there's anything more, but I do think that this, this is a conversation that doesn't shouldn't should not end here. 100. I think when it comes to colorism, everyone, dark skinned women, light skinned women, mixed race women, black men, black men. We need to get a black man on and talk about this, you know. Oh, I we'll, can't we'll, be we'll, here for this. <laughs> Why? Why'd you say that? I hate being gaslit. But yeah. not all black men gaslight though. The okay. rule. Not all of the them. Rule. No, no. But that's the thing, though. I feel like the ones that I've... It depends on who... I think it depends on the people that you have around you because sorry. I feel like the black men that I have in my life... Sorry, go now. No, no, sorry. You are saying. Yeah. I was agreeing with you. No, yeah, the black men that I feel like I have in my life, I feel like maybe they don't understand, but I know that their intentions aren't to gaslight me. And once I feel like I explain what I have to say to them, they most of the time they get Nine times out of ten, they get it. Ten times mm. out of ten, they get it. 10 times out of 10 they realize that they were wrong for like black men always know that they're in the wrong Mm. the ones that i mean the ones that you're around but But then the ones you're around aren't like even that's low-key problematic i'm not around them if i'm honest with you you're not around them. yeah the only black guy i really know like that is my brother fair yeah i think yeah like the my black male friends they're very very aware of of colorism and of racism they're very anti-oppression anti-establishment anti-all the anti-oppression basically so i surround myself with them mindfully like people that aren't i just don't even bother like i don't bother you can just tell who is and who isn't but yeah that's another conversation for another day literally i want to get into dave as well but we can have that in another episode um so on that note, <laughs> that was our 50th episode. I feel like time just flew. I don't understand how we've been talking for an hour. Um, yeah. Damn. Why? Damn. Shit. <laughs> that was the tea with the slice of shade. Make sure you follow us on our Instagram, tea with a slice of shade, and Twitter, T-W-A-S-O-S pod. Yes. And Nello, I want to thank you so much, Honestly. my darling, for coming on the episode. You are so intelligent and you just brought a breath of of knowledge to our listeners and well, I am very grateful and thankful to you. Yeah, oh, thank you for having me. 
No, thank you for taking the time out of your schedule. Like, we know that you're busy and stuff, but we really do appreciate it. Like, honestly, ah, an intellect, babe. And everyone is listening that's at uni, good luck with your um, studies as well, everyone. Good luck. We know this time is really, really hard. If you need any support from me and Zainab, like, whether you want us to read something or to, like, ask questions, we're always here to help in the DMs. You know? So. But, yeah, that was, um, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye, guys. Thank you for episode 50. <laughs> <laughs> uh.